Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, why wouldn't you? Have you ever had a bad experience? Have you ever walked away from a taco truck saying, well, that was a bad, mis- a huge mistake? Maybe the next day. That, that's a little bit of a delayed reaction. But Slee, a taco or truck, has- a taco guy, who doesn't like that? Or has anybody ever said, "Hey, why did you get why did you get tacos? Like, why did you get a taco guy?" Nobody's going to say that, so it's it's a good game plan. Here's a quick uh, tweet from um, uh, where did he, where did why did this always happen? Here it is. Jason Levine uh, writes: Risk was brought on a ski trip with four good friends. Risk did not come back from that trip, and I haven't spoken to any of them since. No, that's so it. that's how you know it's a good game. That same thing with Monopoly. It's like you know, I'm I'm good. I don't need to talk to this guy anymore. He wants to play these type of shenanigans in this game. No, I, I, I found out who your true character is. He traded Marvin Gardens to Bill, and he told me he was going to give it to me because I was going to trade him St. James Place. And, and Bill uh, said, as long as Sliwa <laughs> loses, and then hands him that freaking well, that's Monopoly. What, right, if you're playing with more than one other person, you basically just, okay, who's closest to winning the game? Then you give them all your stuff for nothing, and then the game mm-hmm. ends. That's kind of the way. And the guy that's just kind of barely holding on, they try to hold on a little bit longer. Still got a chance. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Did uh, did you see Freddie Freeman in, in, in the game yesterday by chance, Al? Yeah. So a couple of different things going on. When he comes up to bat for that first time, mm-hmm. And the Dodge again. It was a weird game because there weren't very many people there. It was kind of a, a kind of a even for spring training, it was very sparsely attended, and you could almost hear like the individual voices doing it. But they got a little Freddie Freddie chant going along the way. This is a guy that has not played a single game for them. This is a guy that has been a very important player in beating them in some very big games, mm-hmm. and they embraced him right away. And I would imagine that if you're Freddie Freeman, you're going through a whole bunch of stuff between your ears right now. You're in one place for a long time. You won a bunch of games, an MVP, a World Series. You're one of their guys. You're one of their – you're Chipper Jones. You're Dale Murphy. You're one of these guys that was there forever and ever and ever and played at an incredibly high level. I bet you in his heart of hearts he did not want to leave. And then all of a sudden the Braves do him the way they did it, which sounds really crappy, and he finds himself on a new team. And there's got to be a lot of stuff going on in your head. There's got to be a lot of things you're thinking, you know, is this going to work? Is this the right fit? Am I on the right team? Not from a baseball place. Just will they embrace me the way that I want to be embraced? To get that in that very first at-bat I thought was awesome. I, I love – you could see the smile on his face. It meant something to him. So I, I don't know if you've ever been in a position like this before. You ever, you ever felt like you were, you were wronged at your job? You ever feel like you went out of your way? One particular incident comes to mind. (laughs) One, if you ever went out of your way, where you felt like, man, I gave this company so much. You were as loyal as you could be to them. You felt like, hey, this is home. Like, you know what? I I could see myself working here for twenty five years and eventually retiring, and this is where I want to be. And the next thing you know, um. You turn around and they bring in somebody else to take over your role at that job, and now you have this. You know, I'm I'm sure it's just a weird feeling to have. You're 
probably more in the beginning you're sympathetic towards yourself. You feel sad. You feel like, what, what did I do wrong? How come this happened to me? Blah, blah, blah. But what eventually ends up happening, you start getting a chip on your shoulder saying, okay, all right, you know what? I, I, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that that team that I was so loyal to, that I helped win, that like you just mentioned, there's only a few names you could say that about franchises and sure. say, hey, that's that's Tom Glavin, that's John Smoltz, that's Andrew Jones, that's, you know, like kind of go through the list of some of these great players that represented that franchise. And I think what's going to eventually happen, I don't think it's happened yet, and this is one of the things I, I think for Dodger fans, you should be just as excited about this portion than how much of a baller that Freeman is. This dude's got a reason. He's got a why. He's got a – I have a reason to wake up every single morning because that squad that I was so loyal to picked somebody else over me. I'm going to go play with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, by the way, the Dodgers and the Braves have played three of the last four years against each other in the postseason. I think you should be just as excited about his mental state in the sense that he's going to approach this season and his time with the, with the uh, Dodgers – there's a there's an extra umph there, you know what I mean? There's an extra motivation there, and I, I don't think that should be looked down upon because I think that's only going to benefit the Dodgers aside from his skill set. Th- there's there's definitely that, but I think there's an added thing too, Slee, that is a big deal. Think, think about how think about it like this: How often does a big dollar free agent come to a team? What's the what's the response to that guy when he comes in? What 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 is the response from the fan base from the media when a guy gets a ton of money and comes to a new team? Better deliver? Bingo. That's exactly right. Show me. He doesn't have to do that here, right? This is not a, hey, we're a fringe team. Like, for instance, we talked about this. As in it's not all on his shoulders whether they'll have success or not. If the the Padres had gotten Freddie Freeman, it would have been, okay, get us over the top. Mm -hmm. You're you're here to put us in that next category of teams that because Tatis and Machado are really good players, but they weren't able to get over the top. You're the guy. You're the vet. You're the guy that's wanting to blah, 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 blah. Do it. Show us. Prove it. Make me. The Dodgers like, dude, yeah, just hop in line. We we, we got you. Just get on the bus. We're just going to go win a bunch of games. That if he has a bad start, Mookie's there. If he has a bad start, Trey Turner's there. Will Smith is there. Like all of these, Cody Bell, all of these guys are there to kind of carry some water. Now, if he opens up the season 0 for 35, I'm sure he'll be squeezing it a little bit. But it isn't you have to carry this team. There's so many good players. There's not an easier situation to just show up and kick ass in. I, I don't. And I don't think, Berg, I was just going to say, I don't think that's like a player of his – he's been in the league for so long. And this is – look, it's a completely different situation. So you're right. Maybe there is going to be some nerves, a little tense, like, wow, I'm walking in. I don't think any of that's going to happen with him. I, I literally think he's just going to walk in as if he's been playing for the Dodgers for the last five years. And I think he probably would have done that with a lot of other franchise, franchises. But you're right. The weight on his shoulder is not going to be there. But I'm telling you, I, I think there's a there's a bigger story to this. He felt like he was done wrong. That's a benefit. The Dodgers didn't shortchange him and say, hey, look, the Braves, they didn't want to give you – he was looking for six years. They didn't say, hey, we'll give you three years, right. you know, throw out a number. No, they, they paid him the money he wanted and gave him the years. I'm sure there's an appreciation towards that franchise too. Yeah, there's a little bit there, but it's also he came to a team that you you knew was going to be easy to do because guess what? Mookie Betts did it just a couple of years ago. The exact same situation, maybe not being wronged, feeling wronged in Boston, but at the same time he came to a team. Mookie came and was like, 
You don't have to be the best player on the team. There's so many other great players on this team, and now and he could just be comfortable and just be Mookie. It's the same situation with Freddie. Freddie can come over here. He can just be himself and hit little flare oppo shots like he did yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to do: hit a couple of home runs and just be big in the playoffs like he normally is, and he's going to be great. Which is why this team was the right but spot but for him. Isn't isn't that weird that it feels like the Dodgers showed him the loyalty that the Braves didn't? Right, like the the Braves it's culture, when, man. But when when I say, and, and I don't disagree with that at all, but I think there's there was an article. Um, it was I was reading an article. It you know some Atlanta newspaper, whatever the case is, talking about how people are still shell shocked that he's not with the team, that he's not in the clubhouse. Well, I feel like the Dodgers almost they're showing him the loyalty that the Braves didn't show in the offseason. They think about like the, the pressure that we're talking about, right? Like for instance, Matt Olson going to the Braves. The pressure on that dude is outrageous. It's outrageous because he's got to be as good as Freddie Freeman or people are going to be like, we got the wrong guy. On a World Series roster. Right, and being as good as Freddie Freeman is really hard. He's a a really good player, so to try to equal that is an incredible test. All Freddie Freeman has to do is just kind of be yourself. Just kind of go do the thing. And Dave Roberts was talking about it, how, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle for him. He's trying to meet new people. And, and like you're saying, Al, when you get that new job, right, when you go to the new place, you think, okay, I'm going to go show those guys they made a huge mistake. But it's a weird deal when you walk in there. You don't know anybody. They're happy to see you. You're the new guy. But they, they don't know anybody. Take a second. Yeah. It, it's going to take a, a, a real second, right? That's a whole different thing that you got to figure out. I, I, I think it's going to be terrific. I think that they're going to have to go get some pitching. Berg, I know that you and I have talked about this. That, that that part of it is missing uh, at the start of the season. But a lot like the Rams, they'll figure it out. I'm not worried. Yeah, no, there's nothing really to worry about. There. They did make a couple little sneaky signings. Like they brought in Tyler Anderson, from who was with the with the Braves before, who's a pretty decent pitcher. So he's And they also want to do a couple things where they're maybe going to back a couple guys up so you know Tyler Anderson will go three and then Tony Gonsolin will go three and they'll get into the bullpen so they're going to do a little bit of weird mixing and matching there but still the top of the the top three are still the top three you guys Bueller Urias Kershaw do you think they'll use Bueller and Julio different than they used them last year in what way by the time you got to the postseason you had so many innings and you were in a race the entire way, so it was literally 162 games. Every single I think you game just your counted. Question. I, I, I think that's what made last year so unique is that they were in a dogfight for the. They, they never really had the lead, right? The Giants kind of ran out to it. Or you were always chasing. You were always chasing, so mm-hmm. you really couldn't manage your. I think what's going to be different about it, Al and Berg, you tell me what you think about this too. That what they did in the postseason, where you had an opener. And maybe they pitched, uh, you know, you're going to pitch the first six guys, whether that's an inning, whether that's two innings or whatever it is. I think you're going to see more of that. And I think it's not just going to be the Dodgers because the, here, here's how teams are going to build their, their rotations. It's not going to be I got five starters and I got seven guys in the bullpen and we'll figure it out. It's I have 15 pitchers and we need, we need to collect 27 outs on any given day. I really don't think you're going to see it the way that it used to be where so this guy throws 230 innings, this guy throws 220, another guy throws 175. You're going to have a bunch of guys that throw about the same and then one or two guys that are outliers. I think it's totally different now. Yeah, I do agree. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, you're not going to get Walker Bueller just going crazy long innings like he did last year, but they're going to let him go. I, actually, I think that they'll let him. If he's going hot and he's at seven innings and he's still going hot, they're going to let him keep going. But, you know, as it gets to the middle of the season, they'll probably start ramping him down just a little bit just to make sure that he's going to be okay when it gets to the postseason. And that's a, that, that's, that's a point. Kershaw's going to be like that all year. 
Berg is at using them differently because you just want them fresh for the postseason. I'm not saying you're giving up losses in the regular season. I'm saying, hey, if I could save an inning or two with Bueller or Julio in July, I'm going to take advantage of that. And if and if those just kind of add up over the course of a couple of months, maybe then that stretch by the time you get to the postseason looks a little bit different. I think there's just a little bit different. You were talking about the Giants. I don't think the Giants have that type of year again. I don't think the Not Padres have that type of year Not that the Giants did. So they're going to be able to rest guys a little bit more. They probably are going to go back to what it was the last the eight years prior where they just ran off with the division. More like that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And I don't know if you know this, guys, or not, but the uh, the USFL is getting ready to have a season. Not, not that anybody cares about the USFL necessarily, but they got a couple of goofy rules that the NFL might want to steal and put in their own league. That's I had those rules in my cul-de-sac uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. They're good rules. You hook around the Buick, it's worth three points. If you go around the Chevy, <laughs> it's worth four. That's the rule in the uh, El Cajon, Allen Sleewood neighborhood. That's all coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Travis and Sleeve, your Wednesday. Producer Emily is under the weather, which means corporate Greg Bergman is doing double duty. I gotta say, Producer Emily has been missing a lot of work. I'm sure that has nothing to do with, like, floor pizza, right? Just wondering. Travis and Sleeve will continue your Wednesday right now. Well, I mean, there, it's, it's, it's in the air. It's not totally out of play. From that. Yeah, so, okay, so let's play this out a little bit. I, and hopefully Emily is feeling better, and hopefully she's back with us tomorrow. That being said, like, there, there are a couple options. She floor pizza herself into an illness, or she has, like, the, the vid is back or something. Like, which, which of those two things is a better option for her? I would think, because you could stop eating the floor pizza, I think, and vid, she's going to be gone for a few days. Hopefully she just, you know, put that pizza aside and we can get back to normal life. I'm going to give her benefit of the doubt. She's got a little cold little cold okay so hoping that's what it is but i mean the floor pizza is just an incredible thing all on its own so hopefully it is just the floor pizza and not a big deal well do i think colds are gone right nobody gets a cold anymore you either have the vid or you (laughs) have nothing those are those are the only two things that no let me ask you guys this when was the last time you heard us about somebody getting the flu that that apparently has gone forever that's like smallpox you don't get that anymore it's either the vid or nothing. Those are the only two options. Or floor pizza. Could be either. Well, let me add some politics into this. I'm just going to go. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. More politics. Yeah, exactly right. No, she'll, she'll be back. I'm not. She, she, she'll be back she's, tomorrow. She's come back through it before. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So, Berg, 
Yes, sir. What uh, like what's the strategy for the romp him tonight? Do you like put it on at the last minute and run across the uh, Microsoft oh, no. Square, or do you like wear it for the last couple of hours of your workday and just strut? What, what's required for the hundred bucks? Like, do you have to do anything while you're there? So no, just to require, it, I have to wear it. I have to wear it at the game itself. So no, this is the strategy behind it, Travis. Where I'm going to do the whole day. I'm going to do this show, obviously, and then I'm going to do Mason Island like normal. And then after that is when it starts to get a little bit tricky. Do I go on Sedano and Cap with Kaplan and Clinton in the rompim, or do I wait until afterwards when we all walk to dinner for Mason's birthday? But no matter what, as soon as I leave this office, I have to be in the rompim. Okay, so are they going to be wearing it during their show? I mean, if they want to come in, and that's totally up to them. They're allowed to do whatever they want. We can do some great social if they do. Slee, what time are you going to uh, Mason's birthday party? Um, what time is, uh, what time is the dinner, Greg? So probably after Sedano and Cap, so after around 5.30. You're welcome, man. Just come on over. You're going to be in the middle of pregame, so it's all right. Yep. Just take the Lucy app and uh, sit down with us. Did you guys lose my email address or my phone number or something? like? I just invited you at the beginning of the day, and you said that you have to pay me too much money to come up there. I'm already paying for the dinner, Travis. No, you invited me to come wear a romp him with you and the rest of the crew. Well, then just come on up and just hang out with us. I like to be be treated special. I need to be be fine. Let me send you a quick email real fast. Hey, Travis, we would really love it if you could make it to this. I would prefer an embossed invitation that's hand-delivered to me by like a... Like a a wedding gift? Exactly. That's got very nice state it's got that little piece of clear paper the onion skin that's in it that you, you need up. the clear paper without the clear paper it's really not an invitation can, can i uh, offer a bit of advice to al maybe this will apply to you at some Talk point um if you're getting married and you're going through the process and there, there are more things that you could ever possibly imagine that you have to get squared away the thing that everybody cares about the least that nobody thinks about are the invitations, and you will spend more time if Lady Slee is like most people that I've dealt with in weddings. Well, do we do this or do we do that or do they say this or do they say nobody cares? Just send it out. It's Just fine. Email it could be on a email it could today. be on a three by five index card. Wedding five o'clock. Here's the address, and email, people are going to show and up. Even if you don't know their email, everything at hotmail.com. <laughs> Just first dot last name at hotmail. Take your chances. Roll the dice a little. You're totally a hotmail guy, aren't you, Slee? You still have a hotmail account, don't you? Or do you have an AOL? It's either hotmail or AOL. You don't I have. First Google. off, first off, for sure, I'm Gmail. Okay, so oh, watch yourself over there. Wow, okay? that's number one. Up on number two, <laughs> uh, my first email wow. was Hotmail, and I still get emails to my Gmail saying suspicious activity on my <laughs> Hotmail. What were you looking at on the Hotmail account? <laughs> I think there have been over 150 people have signed in using my Hotmail and had sent out like my Hotmail has become like the hub. To send out bad emails. Is that is it, was it the hotmail that you gave away on your AOL Instant Messenger? Well, to, I, to the I was ASL just going to say, said, "Hey, hit me up on my hotmail." <laughs> I was just going to say the first email address ever I had was an AOL address. Uh, yeah, yeah, genuine Dude. and hotmail. Yep. <laughs> that those, should do it. Nobody wanted what was it? CompuServe and Prodigy oh, yeah. and all of those. Uh, CompuServe email addresses were great because it gave you like a series of fourteen random numbers that you had to memorize. <laughs> that your email address was. Travis one seven four two six nine eight seven four two six six four seven five three nine seven two two five at CompuServe dot com, and it's like why 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 can't I change why can't I make that my own thing that seems like something the the math nerd should have been able to figure out why why did I have to have a forty eight digit number attached to my name? 
See, I still have a Yahoo, so I use Yahoo nonstop. Is that is that acceptable? Is Yahoo still an acceptable? Account? I, like, is it pretty old? I like how I did not know there were. There's just different. I don't know if it's stature that you want to call it, but the way you said you probably have a Hotmail, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, and then him saying the Yahoo. <laughs> Barely. Like, like we're going Barely. to judge him about it. Yeah. I love it. I love there that are, there's there different two, stature. There are two acceptable places to have your email, your your work email address, right? Your yep. name at wherever you work, or Gmail. Everything else, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so I'm doing else, it wrong is what you're yes, saying. Yes, you, clearly. But you're it's, wearing romp so long. <laughs> you're wearing <laughs> romp and you use Yahoo as your email server. <laughs> these are these are fails on your part. You know how many emails I have on my Yahoo? It holds everything. It has everything from back from like 20, 2009. I almost said 2009. 2009 it has stuff still there from. So, I mean, it's a great it's a great service. I'm happy with my Yahoo. I don't care what you say, Travis, and your Gmail okay, that you let me, use. Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> what least, did you possibly there's a ranking. Need? There's a ranking of least secure email providers. Who do you think is number one? Gmail. Gmail. Yahoo. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> Yahoo is number oh, one on that no. list. But hold on. Let's go back for a second. I can't change now. AOL is two, then Gmail. What could you possibly need an, an email from 2009 for? I mean, why, just, why would that ever become something you need? Okay, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, hey, uh, guys, I got an email yeah, here in uh, March 17th, 2000. I had a fantasy baseball, and like, why would you ever need that? It took Phil Nevin. So there's definitely, I, you know what, I, I'm sure it has something like that, and Phil Nevin definitely was somebody that I took. If, if I go all the way to the bottom, which will take me a really long time probably, but there's, it's just fun to go back into your life and like see, like, wow, this is what I was doing on MySpace at that time we need you know? to find better activities for you if, if every once in a while you know, you're get a little bored 15 year old emails for fun hey, I, I don't know Greg, what to tell you Greg, travis telling you that you need to find other things to do i'm listening like that's kind of interesting maybe i should you're go back do, to my gmail oh, here we go, go oldest on top i can put now oldest on top so my okay. oldest email i have is from november 20th 2006 What's the Two, with it's you? from greg tui about training at fox sports radio <laughs> I got an evite. I got an evite invitation from Raj Grobes from oh, 2006. Awesome. <laughs> Respond to that right now. Vince Respond Delucine, right now. Write Sarah Raj Eckert. an email. Say, hey, bud, sorry. Didn't I can't get make it. To see I can't this. make it. Let's actually see what this is inviting me to. Did I get Just invited to something cool? Oh, fourth annual flag football turkey bowl. So, so that okay. was exciting. <laughs> well, I you know what? I, I kind of did what I did yesterday, Al. Remember when I was giving you a hard time about your uh, – your email signature that you had our show last, and it turns out how I had dare the exact you? same thing. <laughs> I just clicked on my Gmail account to see how far back it goes. Uh, it, what is this? The July 14th, 2015. So I'm not quite 15 years in arrears, but I do go back almost a decade. So He didn't use internet before then. I w- you probably didn't, Trav, actually. <laughs> yeah, I might not. I, I remember doing these shows, writing them out like, I would show up with a stack of newspapers about this thick, oh, having geez. to go through it. It's uh, It changes pretty quickly. All right. Um, the USFL has some new rules that I do think are pretty interesting. We'll get to those coming up in a little bit. And uh, somebody get Roger Goodell on the phone. I have some questions that I want to get in front of him as to how we change some of these rules. But it's a little bit different version of Factor Cap coming up next. No Emily, but Taylor is running a little Factor Cap. That's on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So Emily is not feeling well. She had to tap out uh, earlier today, but Taylor is here running Factor Cap. What do you have for us, Taylor? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Okay, so I was out to eat at our favorite restaurant here, In-N-Out, the other day with a girl, lady friend, and she put ketchup on her animal fries, which I, I don't know. I just found that to be disgusting and completely <laughs> Just a, an egregious act. You're spending too Deal much breaker. time with Travis. <laughs> Ketchup is the worst condiment. It's this factor cap. Al, you want to go or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, it's definitely cap. It's not the worst condiment. There's much worse than uh, than ketchup. And uh, let me just look. If somebody wants to put – I'm a fan of ketchup. Now, am I putting it on a taco? Of course I'm not. I'm going to use salsa Marcel's like uh, – like a regular human being. But ketchup goes on a lot of different things. Does it go on a French fry? Of course it does. No issue An for me. An animal fry, though, with Thousand Island on it. Okay, I, I would prefer that it's one or the other. I don't need both of those together. I don't need to merge the two companies together. Cross but for the streams, me, if you but, will. <laughs> but for me personally, I put ketchup on a lot of things. No problem with me at all. I, I, it's not the worst. It's down the list for me. It's not. It's not my favorite. But I'm, I'm more of a slee. I, I, I can eat French fries is fine or whatever. It goes on on a couple of other things. I guess if you want to put a little on a hamburger or something. But I am. I am with you, Taylor. On putting it on animal fries is a is a deeply. What's the look food. you gave her? Well, this is what I'm more interested in. Yeah. Is is when you mentioned with a lady friend? Was this a? Is this somebody that you've been seeing for a while? Is this the new part of the relationship? What, where are we talking it's about? It's not a relationship. It's, oh, just it's a friend. friend, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. this isn't going to end the friend, the friendship or anything. This is just something that you were personally appalled by. Yeah. Disgusting. Have that. you talked to that person since? <laughs> Actually, no. Yep. Yep. We're getting, getting a little more info on this. Or, or fr- fries on, an- or excuse me, ketchup on animal fries. That seems pretty, the more, because I'm picturing it in my head. Yeah. And it looks it's, – it's pretty gross. You don't need it. You already have the spread on it. So on the animal fries, it already has the spread. It kind of has ketchup. Are you using anyway. ketchup? Are you using – is that uh, – do you never use ketchup? Do you not like that no, as a condiment? No, I don't, I don't mind ketchup. Ketchup is fine for some things, like, you know, maybe with a – you know, a um, 
chicken nugget, something like that. French fries. Yeah, French fries. Like totally fine. Tater but it's, tots. it's relish. Tater tots. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Tater tots. But relish is the worst of all of them. Relish doesn't belong on anything. Relish has very few applications. Yeah. Not, only not that big of a fan of mayo. Get rid of relish. Mayo's no good either. Mayo, so no, it, yellow must cap. It's cap. So what are you guys putting barbecue sauce and yellow mustard on everything? What are we What are we talking? I mean, barbecue about sauce is delicious. It just it's depends pretty, on what it is. It is pretty. Yellow good. mustard does go on most things, though. Taylor, yeah. let, let's assume, and this was not hot a, sauce is the best condiment. That's that's you no, that's that right about that. Let's you can't assume, Berg. You can't. No, no hot sauce for me on anything. No, no hot sauce. Can't do it. I love the flavor. My mouth hates it. I no no hot sauce at all. Like so I have to bear, get like have we not talked about this spicy spicy stuff? Well, I knew you were done with the sandwich. You weren't even messing around. Oh, I wasn't going to touch that. Like yeah, that was pico de gallo is about as far as I go. That's just tomatoes. Greg. Literally, yes. it's <laughs> onions <laughs> and tomatoes. That's about that's yeah. about as far as my mouth will allow. Water, tomatoes so. and yellow onions. I'm, I'm Jewish, man. We just can't. You know, it's the, it hurts the stomach. I can't help it. So, I, real quick, before we move on to the next one, let's just for a second, Taylor, assume that this was a first date. Should situation. have a habanero. Uh, would that have been a deal breaker? Is that like no. one of those things I can't abide by this? No, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Close, to get out though. of my car. That's what Taylor would have said. <laughs> by the way, it's a first date at the In N Out drive through. This is, <laughs> this, that would be hey, that's a great date. Hey, hey, I, than it would work on me if he's they, turning, I, that was my first he's date. He's turning over down. to her like, hey, it's, uh, it's 880. Um, you got four or five. Or how do you want to do this? Are we going this? Dutch here? What's I happening? I get this one. You get the next one. You it's want to put that paper trail liner in your lap so you don't get any on my seats? <laughs> Just make sure that you uh, clean up after yourself. Well, that's What's the real next, question. Taylor? Do you go outside or you sit in the car? But anyways, you can go well, now. Go sit, sit under one car. of those plastic umbrellas. It's very romantic. You get the cars going by, pretty little light show. Who doesn't want to eat it in and out? Absolutely. What's next? So yesterday, Trav was talking about his brother who was the complete opposite of him and uh, got me thinking that I'm kind of different from most of my family in a lot of ways. The black sheep, as you would say. So Uh there is a black sheep in your family. Is this factor cap? Berg, you want to go first? Black sheep in my family. uh, That would be the immediate family. That would be cap. No, we're actually, no. There is a black sheep. (laughs) Uh, That is absolutely fact. I'm not going to name them, but yeah, there is definitely one of the four. Slee? I think I would I would technically be considered the black sheep, right? Like really? I'm the only one from my family that moved out of San Diego, kind of doing his own thing. So I think just not going by the norm, not that, you know, I, I've got a great relationship with my family and everything else. I still go down there all the time. But just from that perspective of, okay, he kind of did his own thing and didn't do everything else that his sisters and his cousins are doing. I, I, I was kind of waiting. I'm like, that doesn't sound so bad. He just moved. He only moved about 90 miles. That's not just, I was waiting for, well, you know, I moved away. I did a bid in Corcoran for five years for embezzlement. Like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop on you, Slee. That's not, you, that's you not black sheep. You would have thought moving to L.A. is <laughs> – I I live in a different country. I'm in Poland. <laughs> I'm in Poland. Well, you know, there's, it's pretty far. It's pretty far. Taylor, give me the definition of ba- uh, black sheep. Are you talking like a guy that yeah, Slee's, doesn't – Yeah, definition is perfect. Going away from the norm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody does, right? My family does. We have one that just does, you know, there, there's the traditional path, and then there's the non-traditional path. Everybody's got somebody on that path. I got, I have one in my nuclear family. I have one in my parents' nuclear. Yeah, that, that's pretty normal. I think everybody's got one. Next one. Okay, next up. So you saw that uh, Yusuf Nurkic of the Blazers got into it with a fan the other day and you guys uh, see the details of what that what yeah what was said i did yeah oh my gosh 
So basically, he threw a cell phone mm-hmm. of a fan who was saying some pretty awful things about uh, Nurkic's mother and grandmother. So players should be allowed to come in physical contact with a fan. This is Factor Cap. I want to go first on this one. Yeah, you you had a you had a yeah. you had a take on this a couple of days ago. I, I I don't think there are many exceptions to when a player can go and confront a fan. I think that more often than not, you just got to kind of keep it moving because to Alan, to your point before, it doesn't really fix anything. It does. If anything, it just makes it far, far worse than what's going on at the moment. There are exceptions. And if somebody is saying some stuff about your recently deceased grandmother, if somebody is saying things about your mother that are completely unacceptable, you don't get a free pass just because that guy's standing behind some painted line on a wood. Right, that just because this unwritten agreement that I'm going to stand over here and cheer and yell and boo, and you're going to go play basketball or baseball or football, that we're not allowed to contact each other. There are some exceptions to the rule. If somebody says something despicable about your dead, recently deceased grandmother, I don't look. That guy's really lucky that all Nurkic did was throw his phone. He's very lucky that he didn't pound him into the ground like a railroad spike because if I'm sitting on that jury and that trial that inevitably is going to happen, I'm letting Nurkic walk out the door. That you don't get to say whatever you want to whenever you want just because they're an athlete and you bought a ticket. There are exceptions to the rule. You know how many times we sit back and just say, well, why would that player do that? Well, Why are you paying attention to this player? And we have no idea what some of these fans are saying to the players. And every time a player says something or they speak up and say, well, you know, um, we're being treated a certain way, a lot of times people say, oh, well, you're getting paid so much money. Stop worrying about it. That's, that's sometimes the excuse of it. I'm not saying go have a physical confrontation with uh, a fan, but – I'm with you that something's got to be done when things like this happen. you got to send some kind of message that if you want to be this much of an idiot and do something like this, the repercussions are not worth it. I don't know if there are those repercussions that people think in their mind, I'm not going to do it. Because the thing is, if that guy, you would never, you're filling up your car at the gas station and you see Yusuf Nurkic filling up his at the other pump. Are you saying that to him? Of course you're not because you know you're going to get beat to a pulp by saying something so inappropriate, so you get you think because we're in a basketball arena, it's okay. I don't. I do not understand the the distinction. It's it's never okay to do. If it's you suck, if it's you're West Brick, if it's you're killing your team, you can That's fine. That we all agree that that. But the second you go to that stuff, if somebody wants to turn it up a notch, I I really don't have a huge problem with it. See, I don't think they should have any type of physical confrontation at any point. You are a professional athlete. You need to be professional. And you're also bigger and stronger than anybody else that's going to be out on, on around the court or in the, in the fan stand. Now, they shouldn't be able to say any of that stuff. They should be kicked out. They should be exiled from it. You're never allowed back in. But you can't be physical with anybody. Like, it's just I, – I understand why you're saying it, Travis. I just don't think that at any point there I should be there any are, physical confrontation. It, it would be better if there weren't. I would. I, I'm okay if you can walk away from it, but I'm saying if I have a relationship with somebody and that person just recently died and somebody's running their mouth, it's at awful that, and wrong. That, I'm saying that if you catch a, a, a hand after that, I, I don't have a huge problem with. It. I really don't. I, I, I completely understand. Having a problem with it and being allowed to do it, I think, are two separate. I'm not things. saying. I'm not yeah. saying that it should be sanctioned. <laughs> no, right. I'm not saying like, that, you're not going to get suspended <laughs> for this. Don't worry. Yeah, not even the, a fine. The NBA is like, hey, Yusuf, you get to punch that guy. We're cool. <laughs> go, go ahead. That's that's not no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. I know. I get it. I get it. But I you really know, it, but there is something there. There's, there's, it's an interesting 
position that the NBA is in. These fans, we had Westbrook, two videos over the last week where people are getting into his face. One of them wasn't even in an arena. It was him at a hotel or wherever he was getting picked up. You just you worry that something's going to spiral out of control if these predicaments uh, continue to happen, and I don't know what the solution is. Taylor, you got one more for us? Sure, do one more. So the past couple of days, been coming in to work about an hour early, and I'm able to catch the sunrise. So the sunrise is superior to the sunset. Is this factor cap? So uh, like- for me, it is. It's cap. I like the sunset, and maybe that's more because I'm not. I'm not the biggest morning person. I'm not up at, you know, 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. or whatever the case is and making sure let me get that cup of coffee and see the the sun come up. I think more from a convenience perspective, it's sundown for me. (laughs) But the reality is there's probably something about sunrise because there's nobody awake. For the most part, it's quiet. It's this. It's that. Sunset, everybody can participate in that. That's exactly right. That's why – and here's the thing, and I'm with you. Like, I'm not waking up if the sun comes up at 5.15, setting the alarm for 5.03, so I'm there to, to see it come up over the horizon. That's not – but on the occasions that you do get to see it, it always yeah. feels like it's just – can I – it feels like it's kind of just for you, right, that you're usually alone. It's very quiet. There's not a lot going on. If the sunset's going down, there's cars all over the place and honking. And even if you're somewhere pretty, like a restaurant, there's, it's filled with yep. people. There, it's it's all over the place. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a morning guy than you, Sleeve. So I, I'll take the sunrise. I think it's a little more unique, a little more By the special. way, I'm sold. I'm sold. That Did was a really honor? good answer. Yeah, Thank that was you. a really good answer. The, I try the, to get some stuff. The sunrise is always just best because of what you said, Travis. But also, there's only two reasons that you see a sunrise. It's because you're still awake from the night before where you're just That's kind of depressing. That, under that <laughs> circumstance, like, oh, my God, what have I done to myself? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to go into work like super early for whatever reason that it is. And yeah. you really don't get to see it anyway because you have to go inside to work. So it's, I mean, it is a much better experience overall, though. I wasn't the no, one to well, I think you're forgetting. Trav does. What time is your workout in the morning, Trav? That you do? Yeah, usually between three and four. You know, no, some somewhere in the no, no. When the trainer, when the trainer comes in, when yeah. they come in. Yeah, they, I mean, they're they're usually there about three fifteen, three thirty. That's the difference, Greg. Yeah. So he has he does his workout in the morning. So don't just I, I do. I can tell. I see all the work all night or something. It's showing. I did a workout for a few weeks that was before sunrise. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. It was a complete disaster. I didn't like that. I changed it to the afternoons. Best shape I've ever if somebody, been in my life. If somebody <laughs> on Instagram puts up, you know, they'll have video. I don't know who it is. What is it? Mark Wahlberg who gets up at like 2.30 in the morning or something like that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, I'm going to stop following you. Okay, There's but what's the no, deal with that? Like, no so Wahlberg, Wahlberg is that guy. You're right. He, he play, he's played he like He sleeps 18. like at 7. He's yeah. played 18 holes of golf before it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It, it mm-hmm. just doesn't make any sense at all. But to your point, dude goes to bed at 5.30. Isn't it all the same? I was going like, to say, if, if, you just, if you back everything up by three hours, yeah. aren't you doing your workout at 5.30 or 6 and then sleeping at 8.30 or 9? And what's he ever done? What's he, he ever see the sunrise. <laughs> yeah, That's true. That's yeah, true. All right. Uh USFL rules that the NFL should adopt. There are two, Slee. There are two, and do something with that animal that's trying to break down your door. Unbelievable. We can all hear that. Fix that. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Chris may run into the same uh, uh, logistical problems that I would have with rompums. I, do I don't think that they, I don't know if I just, understand. I don't know if they cut them for guys like us. Like there are like for instance, do they make the Oh, because of your height? Yes, exactly. Do they yep. make rompums in a North American cut, Bert? Oh, your <laughs> you shoulders. Know? Probably yeah, well, your shoulders. And then yep. just kind of work your way south from there. It's kind I, of a whole problem. I did bring it up to Morales and immediately said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Never. No, there was zero chance Morales was going to do it. So, But he is coming, and he's going to be able to, like you said, press the flesh press the flesh with everybody. Easy We're all going to be doing that. Yeah, I can't say that. He, does, <laughs> he says it so cleanly, too. I just can't do it. So Taylor insulted me during the break. Did you guys catch that? No. What did you I say, Taylor? I wrote yeah. it down. <laughs> what did he say, Slee? Uh, something about he doesn't see you as being somebody that will uh, get up for Saver. the sun. That, that was the word, savor. Yeah. That, I, that he, he had a hard time picturing me savoring the sunset. And like I said, Taylor, I, I don't set my watch and get up with my compass and know exactly where it's going to come up over the horizon. And uh, Kids, get over here. It's time for a new day with Travis Rogers. That's not, I'm not doing that. But if everybody I in up... the Rogers house, they all hold hands. They're out in the Our backyard morning... on the grass. What do you sing? Do you sing all anything? barefoot. <laughs> but bring on the new day, right? Is that a song? It feels like it should be. I would. I would think you don't sing anything. Like you, nobody gets to talk. Nobody gets to say anything. You just kind of listen. It's a few moments of silent reflection. Yep. Right. And we just kind of take it all in. And, uh... and then Genuine comes on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progress. Yeah, we listen to this. Hold on. Let's let's enjoy it. There you go. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your harm and car insurance together. Greg, you gave me your disease. I can't talk anymore. So you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So, a, Al, did you know that the USFL um, is coming back? Yes. Okay, they are. Yes. They, uh, they They have, it's like a big fan. Little, little spring football league. The USFL back in the day, until it wasn't, was really good. They had really good play. Reggie White and Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie. They had really, really, Steve Young. They had, I mean, they had terrific players there. This is not going to be that. They're not going to have a bunch of good players, but they do have a couple of rule things that I think are kind of interesting. Michigan Panthers are, man, watch out for them this year. Let me just throw that out there real quick. I was an Arizona Wranglers guy as a kid. Uh-huh. When I was uh, in Phoenix growing up, they uh, yeah. they had the Wranglers long before they had anything else, and you would have thought that the Dallas Cowboys had come to town. It, <laughs> it was like, dude, dude, Wranglers are going to kick ass. Who's on the team? I don't know. I don't know, but they're going uh, to be pretty good. That's me in third grade. I don't know why that was my voice in third grade, but that's what it was. Um, so how about this? Okay. You can, there are three ways to score an extra point in the USFL. The usual way you kick They're, they're going to do that. The, this will be the first time this year 
Yep. That well, they incorporate the, those rules. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is they're they've kind of rebooted the whole league. They're kind of trying to they're kind of trying to do what the USFL did and find some wrinkles to things. So you could do it traditionally, kick it. You can do it traditionally and try to run a two-point conversion from the typical distance. Or there's a third team where if you run a play from the – or a third option, I should say. If you run a play from the 10-yard line, you get three points. So you could have a touchdown that's potentially a nine-point play, which brings in a whole other, you know, Changes series everything. Of qu- it, yeah, re- now you're down X amount of points. You're still actually in the game, and strategy will change if you miss it. Yep. Am I, I feel a little bit like Michael Thompson here, but am I crazy or is this a really good idea? Like, why not? What's the downside to you're, you're in the game, the, the, the dreaded two score, two scores, can't get there, got to get the ball back. Well, not anymore. It's really hard to score from the 10-yard line with one play. is very, very challenging. I like this. Am I missing something? Why isn't this a great idea? It's not bad. L- listen, I think any time you try to anytime you try to put in a new rule, and it's it has some type of effect on what you're accustomed to seeing, uh, you know, for X amount of years. It's going to take a second, you know. I, I think the overtime rules, we've seen some, we've seen it progress a little bit, but people are still not happy with the way it is. And I think it's a good start. I don't know if we need a three point play from the ten yard line. I understand that. Hey, is it going to make things a little bit more exciting? Hey, can you now all of a sudden um, to get nine points? You're down two scores, right? You're down eight. Or, I'm sorry, you're down nine. That's game if you're down two scores. Now, all of a sudden, you could stay in it. Where does it stop? Like, can't you just say, well, well let's let's come up with something else at the 25-yard line? Right. Let's- I'd be okay with that, too, because it gets it gets more – make it more difficult, right? I mean, one shot from the 10-yard line is really hard. That's not going to get converted very okay, let me ask you. Okay, let me ask you this. Is there anything broke with the way it is right now? Because I don't think it's broken with the way it is right now. I, I Not on the conversion rules. It's not broken. Conversion, it, I agree. It's not. It, it, but it adds a layer of teams are still in it. It adds a layer of decision-making on coaches. That, but let's be honest, it's always fun to second-guess the coaches on when, when they do go for two, or now all of a sudden you have an option to go for three. I just think it brings a whole bunch of elements in. I can like I, that one. Can I, I give you an example? Can yeah. I give you an example? Sure. When you guys both say – when it comes to playoff teams, that if you can't get it done in 162 games, then why are we giving somebody an extra chance towards the end? Whatever the case is, I think there's something to that. With if you can't get it done in three quarters and and 12 but minutes no, or 13 you're, you're minutes, under, this isn't an overtime thing. This is a you can do it whenever you want in the game. It could be first quarter, second quarter, right. third quarter. This doesn't isn't to have to do it at the end. This is just a strategy situation because what's happening now in the NFL, right? But more I almost feel like teams. it's almost like a, a two-point conversion. People won't do it until they have to, right? Like I don't well, think people in the first quarter are going to go for it. Go tell Brandon unless Staley. Unless Brandon Staley. That. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> yeah, Staley. I was just going to say, go tell Brandon Staley that you don't have to go for it until you do. <laughs> the Steelers go for two all the time. That it could be a totally – there's going to be a math geek somewhere that says as long as we make this – Yep. slightly more than 33% of the time, it's to our advantage to go do it. Yeah, if there's I, a team that has a you know a really good offense, then you're going to talk about the Chargers for a section. If you have the Chargers do that and they go up 18 nothing after two after two touchdowns, it changes <laughs> right. the whole thing. All but of a sudden, let, it's a let, different let, game. Let's put it this way. I don't think it's – there are other rules that are more important to, for football than – a three-pointer from the 10-yard line. That's that's a good point, which brings me to the next one. This is the other one that I'd like to see the NFL adopt because how often do we see a successful onside kick attempt, especially especially at the end of the game when the defense knows it's coming? How often? Very unlikely. Very unlikely. Yep. The USFL 
has an option where after you score, the kicking team can decide that they will get a 4th and 12 play from their own 33-yard line, and if they can get it to the 45, they get to keep the ball. Okay, you got one shot at 4th and 12 to convert because think about it. What's and they more don't likely? get it, then that squad's got the ball the other wherever team gets you the ball, the ball wherever, wherever the ball wherever is, right? There's huge risk, mm-hmm. but there's huge reward. And think about it. What's more likely, to convert on 4th and 12 or to get the ball successfully onside when everybody in the building knows it's coming? They're, you're not going to convert 4th and 12 a ton, but it's more likely than the onside kick. The onside kick is like in low single digits. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting on the – is there anything for overtime? Why do you not like that? Yeah, what's wrong with that one? That one, see, there, here's the problem with that. What you're doing is you're getting rid of the kickers. Right. You're essentially saying kickers do not matter in any situation. Well, anymore. no, because you're going to need a guy with a big leg. If I got to kick a 50 yard field goal to win a game, I need. Sure, but that's that. it. You're not kicking off anymore because everybody's going to do this. You're not going to. I mean, no, maybe no, punting. No, that's not true at all. Yeah, think I, I think it, you're, you're, gonna, you're losing guys you're, at this point. You're only going to. You're only going to try this late in the game when you're behind. You're not going to do it. I don't know, man. But try, think about it. Why wouldn't you just do it all the time? The because rule the changes. other team would keep getting the ball on the 33-yard line. So what? They're getting on the 25. What's the difference? No, no, the 33 no, no, no. on the other end. The other oh, on the other end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. So they're already in field goal range. But, Trav, why are we – I feel like these two first rules that you put in there are accommodating to squads that are down and desperate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds – Action. Excitement. But, but, but what – I don't feel like that's a problem right now in the NFL. I, I think the only problem you have in the NFL with the rules that they have, I, I feel like the NFL is already exciting. I think to accommodate, it's more like Hail Mary type of situations that you're accommodating rather than probably the most important rule that should be changed, and we saw that obviously in the playoffs. One more one more question about over before we get to the overtime thing, because mm-hmm. here's the deal. I, I agree with what you're saying. That's a good point. But, 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 this – how fun is it when you About know a team has the, the ball? Share. When the team has the ball, and they, you know they got to score twice, right? And they get the one, and they get the score, and now you're thinking, okay, but the odds of them converting this onside kick—that's not changing the game. You're just changing the way you go about the game. It's not changing the strategy. I still need to score twice. I still need to get the ball back. But instead of some guy rolling the ball along the ground and hoping that he fumbles the possession. I can run a play. You don't want to watch Matthew Stafford try to find Cooper Cup I like on 4th and 12? I like that one better than the first one. I like that one better than from the 10-yard line going for three because the onside kick is kind of a – it's it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and at this stage, what are you really doing? Didn't they want to try to stop guys from blasting each other? Yes. You know, you got the front line that's just taking out the initial guys. Maybe it's a way to avoid that too. Okay, so here's your I, – I don't think you're going to like this overtime rule. The overtime rule is – we're each going to take turns from the other guy's two-yard line running plays, okay? Each time you do it – Look at Greg's face right now. He's so get, confused. You get two points, okay? You go, I go. You go, I go. We do it three times. Whoever has the most points wins overtime. That's awful. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's all. It's, okay, it's basically can, like a shootout in hockey. I think we have the overtime here. exactly what it is. <laughs> Isn't the overtime simple? Isn't this one just – Hey, each squad gets each squad gets a, the possession. Each That's squad gets what, the ball once. Kind of what it has now. Even if you get a touchdown, yeah. the other squad gets the ball too. I think that's the solution, isn't it? Like I think that's that the is. easy thing to do, and you don't have to do the two yard line to go but, for okay. whatever that is. I, look, the two yard line will take turns. Going from the two is asinine. <laughs> it just it's a it's a bad deal. But your 
the downside to your things, Lee, and I think you're right. I think it's the best way to do it. What if I score now? Now we're, gonna, we're basically going to play a fifth quarter. We're just going to keep going because two touchdown drives takes up almost an entire quarter, really. More often, if even a five-minute touchdown drive, we've played 10-plus minutes of football, and the game's still not over. At least in the NFL, you're basically playing one quarter. You know how much you're going to play. I know in the postseason that changes, but at least there is a there's a cutoff at some point in the NFL for the 17 regular season games. I think that I think it's an easy solution with the overtime game. The only thing people didn't want to see in that past overtime in the playoffs was Josh Allen didn't get a chance to see the ball because the yeah, flip of a coin. That? Who wants yeah. to see Josh Allen yeah. play football with the game on the line? Boring. <laughs> let's 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 just have the game end. Might not have to worry about it now home. with Tyreek Hill out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's a very good point. Along way. All right, Sleep. What if I told you that in the Lakers season at the beginning of the year? LeBron James would lead the league in scoring because that's probably going to happen. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.